Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. From the blackest corners of your mind, they call, pulling you deep into shadow, twisting your senses, keeping you from sleep. It's time to face your darkest fears. This is Tales to Terrify. Good evening, children of the night, and welcome to another flashback. This week, the tale we have for you is a Stoker nominee that we aired back on May 9th, 2014. A tale from current Horror Writers Association president, John Palisano. It's a love story, of sorts, one I hope you'll enjoy. Without further ado, children of the night, listen with me to John Palisano's Stoker-nominated The Geminis, first aired on episode 122, May 9, 2014. I know love. It whispers in my ear at night. In a dream, she steals a kiss. Her voice on my phone. I feel her against me, if only in my thoughts. Her arms and body wrap around me, her belly on mine. Her mouth hangs slightly open. Her face twisted in pleasure. Her lips move slightly askew. I have not felt this way in ages, thought my heart cold and cynical and forever gone. Why is it the unexpected ones? When I see her, I feel light. When I leave, I am hollow and my heart feels drawn back. 
My blood curves inside, going left, then right, like the snake-shaped roads leading to her house. This is good enough, to know I can feel again, to know my heart can stretch, to know I've finally healed. It's plentitude. But, wow, did it take time. Of course, I'm deeply involved with another, as is she. And so what? A gentle word, a small touch, gives me enough. Our love will not be ruined through familiarity. Our love remains true and unbroken. Love has awoke. Life will follow. I know her, and she knows me. She has luscious, dark, and wavy hair. A soft face, similar to mine. We were even born close together. Her on the 13th of June, and I the day after. Same year, hours apart. Both in New York City although we've met decades later in San Diego. Leah was drawn west, like me, the call, the bug, the creative pull. Neither of us have seen our original youthful dreams through, but we've managed more appropriate dreams. Her a designer, my filmmaking, now our music. Such cascades of sound, rhythm, bass, counterpoint, such beautiful melodies. Our voices blend, her piano, my electric guitar. It drives away the darkness. In this sunshine, in the shadows under the greens, hate-filled things linger. They burrow inside your mind. They push you toward the edge, and then shove you over. Take you. Take yourself. That's what they say inside my head. They're trying to draw me into their abyss, but I won't go quietly. What is it that causes love? The years of attraction we program into our thoughts? The way someone looks? The beauty of another human being? Are we attracted to those who are not like our parents? Those unlike those our parents like? Leah looked up at me from behind her keyboard. That's a neat riff, she said. Very catchy. I think we're on to something. Sure, I said. It was all I could muster. The jam had felt good. My entire life I've been searching for someone who clicked perfectly with me. So many false starts in all those bands and all those partners trying to make films. Nothing was ever a hundred percent. It was always compromised. That's the big problem I've always had. Nothing was easy. The collaborations were forced, most out of necessity. There weren't a lot of options. That, and I didn't always believe in myself, or have the confidence to step up and take charge. Nor did I have the heart to tell people when they, or I, weren't working. The one time I asked a singer to leave a band, as he never hit the right notes, well, that turned into a disaster. The other members rebelled against me, and I found myself out of the band I'd started. They carried on gallantly, but never found much success. I ventured into obscurity. This does not make me bitter. Not any more. 
Finding Leah has made me realize it was all for a reason, and a bigger plan was laid out in front of me, one I could never imagine or predict. My white Stratocaster caught some gleaming sunlight. It was a new instrument, which I found necessary. I'd needed to separate from my past in order to start something new without the baggage I'd gathered on my older guitars. You think we should check the recording? I said. She nodded. Yes, great idea. I don't want to forget what we just did, she winked. Shut your eyes and remember, though, just in case it didn't take. I did. The high B echoed throughout her living room, plucked by me on the A-string. Simple, and the repeating pattern soon caught on. Leah joined in, adding a diminished chord from her keyboard. She filled it with a droning bass pattern with her left hand. Expression, channeling, connecting. My memory of the jam blended with the recording, which she played through her phone and her keyboard's external speakers. She was my other half. Not a perfect mirror, mind you, but the other side of me. Where I flew, she came. If her improvisational choices went too far, I caught her. If mine were too safe, she urged me outside my comfort zone. We did this without talking, without looking, and only through the spirituality inside our playing. Harmony. Synchronicity. The sound and movement of love and spirit flowing. And were we only doing it for ourselves? No, we didn't know so not until later. Sexuality is the curve of a body, the feel. The body has limits. We all look similar. How many variations, hairstyles, grooming, body types, orgasms are centered in thoughts. So why is it only expressed physically? Can people love without touch? Does it always need to be primal? There's little of that left inside me. I cannot express myself solely through sexuality. Bonding through music feels more intimate, more inside. Sex is only on the outside. The top of Arrowhead Road blossomed out into several smaller mountain streets. The houses got bigger, the gates became taller, the roads more rarefied. My daily walk with Charlie, her pit, always brought me great inspiration. We were high up off the valley basin. The air was cool and fresh, even in the summer heat waves. There was a lot less traffic and a lot less people, which I preferred. I liked the relative solitude it brought. Charlie enjoyed the sense. I saw a pattern. In the side of the mountain there seemed to be a dark edge running from the bottom of the crest near to the top. This jagged line was nearly a foot wide at its fullest but often shrunk down to only a few inches. It ran behind the houses and picked up on the unbuilt spaces between. At first I believed it was only a natural sediment layer, naked and revealed. On top of Arrowhead, despite the houses, most of the nature was untouched. There weren't gardeners pruning and planting the area into joyless sameness. No, you could still see nature the way nature grew, no imported grass, no extra plants, no palm trees, just raw earth. 
on my third day of recognizing the pattern, I decided I'd go up for a better look. Why not? Maybe I'd see some kind of fossil. I was kidding myself in that regard, but my curiosity bested me. Come on, Charlie, I said, as we veered off the edge of the road and made our way between two sand-colored houses. There was a particularly good and thick section. The closer we got, the more detail I made out. Small granules glistened. They appeared organic to the layer. When we made it only a few feet from the strip, it moved, expanding horizontally, top and bottom, by a foot. For a moment, I believed it had been some kind of optical illusion or trick of sunlight moving across it. The strip expanded again, and it moved outward toward me. You see this? I said to Charlie, but he was looking elsewhere and not interested in the slightest. Small rocks and sandy soot fell. The strip widened. There was a low rumble, and I swear I heard voices. I shoved back. More sandy soot and rocks poured down. Come on, I said to Charlie. It had to be an earthquake. I'd had terrible timing. Scanning the street, I didn't see anywhere perfect to go. If the houses came down, me and Charlie would be right in the crossfire. There were other hazards on the street. The ground shook. Charlie whimpered. Strangely, everything appeared blurry to me. That must have been my adrenaline. We made it to the middle of the street. As I ran, I heard a horn. A white van slammed its brakes. I pulled Charlie back as fast as I could. Both of us looked toward the van. The driver, a stout Latin man, said, "'What's wrong with you?' "'Quake,' I said, and realized it had stopped. He regarded me for a moment, shook his head a little, and drove on up Arrowhead. "'That could have been bad,' I said to Charlie. As we walked away, I looked back at the strip. It had widened considerably. In one place, I swear I saw an obsidian eye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Sleep came easy. My trusted eye pillow cushioned my eyelids, a gift from Leah. Colors swirled like a million galaxies in my dreams. Dread filled my gut. The worries of my waking life seeped through. Money was always an issue, as was my heart. Both were always on the verge of collapse. This was entirely due to a genetic predilection against normal work and normal people. Why dedicate over forty hours a week to tasks I could do in a few hours? Only for money. Commerce. Why spend time with someone you don't love? These philosophies led me to near ruin. Instead of settling for a decent job and a comfortable wife with her own cozy job, I wanted more. Explore the outer reaches, bask in creation, live for the unraveling. But this unmade me. Had it not been for Leah's generosity, I'd be in serious trouble. As it were, the worst was feeling guilty. That dream, though, unleashed something else, a deep fatalistic melancholy that infused my heart. I felt guilty for being alive. Humanity held promise, but ultimately failed. Why did I choose to be born as a man? Choose. There weren't voices in my head, per se, but thoughts delivered. These weren't of my own imagination. I felt them arrive as clearly as someone knocking on the door. They were coming from somewhere. The colors turned darker and darker, until it was an enormous spanning black mass of organic matter. I traveled around it, its vastness and freezing temperature slowly overtaking me. This was my destiny, purpose, chosen way. And I remembered the eye looking out at me from the obsidian strip between the houses, hundreds of small yellow orbs floating through the air. Where they go, they bring death to every living thing. Nothing escapes. I saw them pour from the slit in the mountain. I woke with tears dried to my face. Leah opened the glass bay doors. Outside, the canyon stretched for miles in every direction. It looked like a sea of green. There were a few houses below, but the steepness and sandstone made developing most of the canyon too treacherous to develop. I want to hear our music sing to nature, she said. We'd already positioned our amps and speakers, so they faced outside. This, I knew, would be good. I plunked in my Stratocaster and set the dials on my amp. It didn't take me long to find my sweet spot. Leah tuned up her keyboard. She found the patches she liked and started playing. I followed along, this time in A minor. The notes cascaded through her vast living room. I pictured them as colors ringing off the walls and flowing slowly outside. I felt transformed into an otherworldly conduit. There's something surely magical about making music. It's the closest thing you can get to finding God on earth. 
That's what I've always believed. No other art forms I've practiced have gotten that close. Perhaps writing, when in the zone. Music forces the listener to be in the moment. It's very difficult not to be. It's hard to say how long the song went on. I didn't slight to the rhythm. My fingers didn't feel like they were my own, but guided by other hands. Nothing else mattered. I felt electric, pure. Our spirits melded together. It was as if we had joined somehow in the ether. The music echoed outside of the house, and we could hear it flowing into the canyon. This was a new audience for us. Even if there were no people, there were other things listening to what we were creating. Something made me look out across the canyon to the top of the other hill, something primal inside. About three-quarters of the way to the top of the adjacent hill, I swear I saw trees and vegetation moving. It was as if the mountain were about to split. What was I seeing? Was this another earthquake? Wind? My instinct told me it was something else. I shut my eyes and played. Other than my hands, I barely moved. I felt hypnotized. Don't stop. Almost there. Feels so right. When I first became friends with Leah, I felt a pull inside I thought I'd never feel again. I thought I was too old to fall madly in love. We didn't even have to say much to one another. There was a magical connection. I'd drive away down the curving mountain roads and could barely hold my breath. My head spun, hands shook. I could barely focus on the road. I played love songs on the iPod through the stereo. It hurt. I hurt, in that most magnificent and wonderful way. Back home, I had to go through the motions. I wasn't in love with Teresa. I cared for her, deeply. I loved her. But I wasn't in love. Not like I was with Leah. Many counseled me. Mature love doesn't have to come on strong, they'd say. It's better if it doesn't. It'll be stronger. I didn't believe them, despite my nods, despite my thanks. No, especially not after my feelings for Leah erupted. Love is more important than it may seem. Love kept me going back. Love guided me to Leah. Love drove the music. The music drove away the darkness. Our thoughts meet our soul's embrace, and our inside worlds run free, creating shades and colors and sounds, our bodies on autopilot, transcribing what they can through their hands and bodies. Does it make it through and sound true? Who can know for sure? Blue is everywhere, like a tinted glass, then orange, then purple, then everything sounds like a million voices. I can't play it safe any more. Not if I think I can really get off. I need things to be new, different, taboo situations. My brain has to be charged, on fire. Sex is so damn mental. You just know what people are doing. The same old rhythms, tricks, positions, bathroom mouth. Not clever or sexy. It's often ruined with National Geographic-like close-ups of anatomy. 
Why? It's all inside. The eyes, kissing, the sexiest part, the touching, feeling someone close to you. It's not all about the genitals. These are only one means of expression of love, and it's been reduced to something about as attractive as going to the bathroom. It's not sexy seeing girls being abused or their faces used as targets. It's gross, sickening. Who wants to see that? Romance is a dying art. Pornography is killing it. Broad daylight, aerobics with body fluids. No fun, not romantic, not special. Let's not even cross that line. Let's just let it melt away till there is only spirit. Let the sounds free us from our bodies, let the husks fade to dust. Only the humming of our souls, like a drum hit that doesn't decay or fade, but stays on for several minutes. That's when the soul hums. That is how it sounds. They spoke to me, their voices like discordant bursts through the music. I looked down at the amp, convinced something had gone wrong. Leah didn't notice. She was still in a trance, her chin up, eyes closed, dark hair cascading. What was it, then? Clot somedow, clot somiday. The exotic, unfamiliar words came through, bundled in static and volume. Who spoke them? What did they mean? Why me? A vision, then. The mountain top opens, obsidian links find purchase, their lengths lined with orophy, tasting the air, protective layers peel away, small round things are freed. They'd been cradled within the limbs. Babies? They roll, then crawl, then roll like smooth black baseballs. Rows of small thorns circle their diameters. They give off a sweet smell that I instinctively know is poisonous. They roll toward the houses. I see people, everyone, in fact, on the ground, everyone paralyzed by the scent, still alive, still conscious, still feeling when the orbs unfold and their thorns grow outward, hungry for the kill. No one can scream when the orbs rip into them, blood, tissue, shredding, slowly, painfully. Above, a shadowed thing blocks the sun. The dying see glimpses. Cot so me dow, cot so me day. The city will pay. This city will pay. These people will pay. And this will only be the beginning. That was wonderful, Leah said. We keep getting better and better. I wish I knew you back in New York when I was just starting out. We both would have probably been much further along. It just feels like I've known you forever. We just click. Where have you been all my life? I don't know, I said, wasting my time with other people. I turned the volume down on my guitar, so we didn't have to hear the sixty-cycle hum. Leah nodded. I know what you mean. How long do you think we were playing? I shook my head. Ten minutes, I said. Try close to half an hour, Leah said. I can't believe we lasted that long. Wow, me neither. That's crazy. She said, Want to go again? And smirked. 
how can I say no? How about we do D minor this time? she said. Sounds good to me. Just make sure that recorder is going. Leah pressed a button. Rolling, she said. Words. Devastating. Cruel. It's what drove me forward. The other one insisted on devolving into abuse. When we first met, she loved me. Her eyes lit, her face lit. But like so many relationships, things went south. Her sloth became overbearing. Her tongue grew critical and sharp. She found faults where once she found redemption. I became litmus for her to get back at all the men who'd done her wrong. She became so cold, she literally turned her back on me when my kidney disease flared. Instead of loving me, she picked a fight, accusing me of terrible things. I was the stand-in for her to say and act toward those who'd hurt her, unfair as it seems. This is so you know what I realized. A larger current pushed me. I may never have become close to Leah otherwise. I'd never have asked her to play music. I needed escape. We needed to come together. Only pure connection, pure spiritual love, would have been enough. Faking it wouldn't work. It had to be authentic, beyond any doubt. The thing inside the mountain would know. The house shook. My head felt suddenly filled with small holes, like a piece of coral. Inside these gaps I felt fluid swoosh in and out. It didn't hurt, although it was extremely unpleasant. Leah looked uncomfortable, more so than me. She stood from her keyboard and made it to her couch. The house shook again. It threw me off. Quake, I said. Leah didn't notice. She was stretched out across her white sectional, an elbow over her eye. I ran to her with my guitar. What's going on? I said. Leah? The guitar came off. I rested it against the couch. Her eyes didn't look right. There was an odd smoky smell that overtook the house. The air seemed cloudy. My throat went dry. Something's going on, I said. I think there's a fire. Leah barely registered what I'd said through her tears. Then she looked to me. It's horrible, she said, the thing in the mountain. My mind raced. I saw it just now, she said, in my thoughts. Very dark, eyes everywhere, mouths. As she saw, I saw, pictures formed in my mind. She, my other half, trembled. It has long legs with holes in them, lots of little holes. They all move, too, and it's inside at the top of the mountain. It wants to kill us all. It's just waiting. Extinction. The little black orbs it releases. They give off some kind of smoke. We both looked up. Several orbs were on the ceiling. That was where the strange smell came from. Ringing sounds and indistinct words. Clot so me dow, clot so me day. I heard not through my ears, but somehow through vibrations in my bones. Unlike anything I'd ever sensed. Cacophony, noise, disjointed, not rhythmic at all. The orbs tore into the ceiling, causing cracks. Their sounds became worse, 
Leah screamed. That, too, made their noises worse. I know what we have to do. There's only one way we can get out of this. I'm not sure what made me think of it. I knew she wasn't able to walk to the booth, and I didn't have the strength to carry her. Somehow my instinct took over. I hurried to the keyboard, found the box, and pressed the red triangle on top. Our music filled the room. It blended with the noises coming from the orbs. We realized it all fit together. Feels like static electricity inside, curling around like waves. Currents carry us, intermix us. Our energies move in and out of one another like two cloudy mists. Only they're not mists, but countless atoms circling. It didn't make sense at first, but their terrifying notes and sounds blended perfectly and systematically with the music we had been creating. We'd channeled them without realizing it. All those memories and experiences turned off, gone. The world inside fades to nothing. It can't all be from nothing. How can we have this consciousness evolved from nothing? There is meaning, there is reason. There must be a place where all this ends up. Tears streamed down Leah's face. She gave a slow nod. At that moment my heart broke into a million pieces. I don't know how it had come to this. I loved her so much, but there was very little I knew I'd be willing to do to express that. Many times I thought through a possible relationship with her. I had scanned all the milestones—first date, first kiss, love-making, the proposal, settling into a routine, then twins, a boy and a girl, their hair a mixture of ours, my blonde and her dark hair mixing together. I saw the happy faces. I almost needed their names. But then I looked down at her, and wasn't sure it would ever happen. She'd know me from this now, from these things and our music was magic. What our love made together was some sort of shield against the thing inside the mountain. I knew it in my heart. We needed the passion. We needed our truest feelings. Yet passion and feelings fade over time, even with lovers who are crazy about each other. We couldn't risk that happening. I see these things, she said. There's another across from us, too. Maybe more, she gestured out the bay doors. She was right. The top of the mountain moved. There was another thing living inside. We must have woken them. Stark limbs pushed through dirt and rock, setting aside trees and vegetation. They won't stop with us, Leah said. The arms on the ceiling rolled toward the door. Within moments they left. Their part of the music faded. We waited, our eyes trained on the hill across from us. When the recording stopped, it appeared that the things in the mountain faded back within their hiding-place. No trace of the orbs. A faint smell lingered. I found the courage to sit on the couch next to Leah. I put out my hand, and she held it. Where would we go from here? What now? she said. What are we supposed to do? Staying in this room forever? Are we supposed to play new music forever, 
or do we play the recording over and over and over again? I think we'll have to follow our instincts. How are we going to know when they come back? How are we supposed to live our lives now? Are we supposed to wait here? Yes, I think one of us is always going to have to be here, waiting, just in case. If we're not here when they come calling, that could be bad. My throat hurt, my head ached, I wanted to sleep, to forget all I knew and saw, to forget what had happened. What if we are hallucinating, she said. What if none of this is real? I've been thinking the same thing, second-guessing myself. This can't be real. Things in the mountain, black orbs in the neighborhoods killing people. Doesn't make any sense. I was hoping for so much more, she said. I knew there was something special when I met you. But I thought it was something else. I thought they were something personal. This is personal, I said. You're the left hand, and I'm the right. We need each other to be whole. We need each other to make the music, treble clef and bass clef. We're each playing half the melody. You play a phrase, and I play a phrase. That's it, then. We found our destiny, each other, and those things, those things in the mountain. They'll be listening. Forever. Forever. She patted her abdomen where a small bump rose. Twins, she said. Ours. That was John Palisano's The Geminis as read by Bob Neufeld. As always, if you'd like more details about this story, or you want to hear it in context of the full episode, I've placed a link to the original in the show notes. And until next time, children of the night, stay scared and stay safe. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.